Okay. All right. So my update this week is I have a meeting finally with our client. Uh, I still have no contract signed. I still haven't even seen a contract. The <laughs> but a contract exists because we got that email from whatever service. Yeah. They made a contract and then they set it up and his lawyers did this. They set it up so that way he would have to sign it first and then it comes to me. Before we can even see it. Yeah. yeah which is ridiculous because I need to first of all, he has no interest in doing any back and forth on the legal no. like the whatever revisions we do, he just doesn't care. And now it's just sitting there in his inbox and I, I have a meeting with him today and don't even want to bring it up. Cause it's like, cause he just really doesn't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. But so I think I'm just going to hound his lawyers to be like, Hey, give me a contract. I need a contract to do the work. So I'm going to put the pressure on them. So put the pressure on him. Yes. I would I make, I would make their lawyers the bad guy and not yeah, us. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm going to try to do. This should be real easy. I really doubt that we'll probably have some minor revisions. You know, uh, I'm going to be real flexible on it. So I just need to see it. And as long as it's reasonable, because um, it's like a risk mitigating factor, I really doubt we'll have to deal with this. Like, right. <laughs> Hopefully we'll never look at it again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, uh, but I want, but I like to imagine having been there even recently <laughs> with contracts mm-hmm. and, lawsuits that it's nice like i feel lucky in this most recent thing that i was dealing with that i had a contract in place that said what we needed to do uh and when it gets when it, something gets that bad then you can then what happens is everybody falls back on the contract and it's like the contract says this 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 and this so that's it is important to like have it in place and then you know if there's something in there that's not perfect but i could be okay with the consequence of it being there and know that that's a risk I'm accepting, then we can just say yes and just move on. Uh, yeah. Something. Yeah. I think if we can get him to sign this first, first version and we're like 95% good with it, we should just sign it and move on. Cause we don't want to go through this again. Nope. What's your meeting but, about today? Is it the UI stuff? Yeah. So we're fine. I, I just want to see all the places in the app where he wants to have, Filters. I mean, he showed us really quickly, yeah. and I completely forgot where it was. Yeah, app, and I'm like, I've n- I've never used this app before. I have no idea where they use this filter feature, where they're going to be doing a query builder, etc. So, and then also the designer, like you hopped on the mm-hmm. call with me, he also had no idea like yeah. where we would be doing this. So, because I was trying to just work right with him. Um, yeah. So this will be more about like designer and uh, primary client getting on the same page, I think. And then me seeing like where we're going to use it. And because I just want to see, because I want to poke around and make sure we're not, you know, see if there's anything that's going to be ridiculously hard or like not possible or, you know, something right. like that. Just want to check. Um, and yeah. it also kind of guide me as I'm, as I'm developing. I wonder. I wonder if they primarily want to use it on like one, like one feature um, Mm -hmm. to build out or everywhere, or if they want to use it on, on everything. Cause the way that, the way that we use it internally at my company is we use it on everything. 
it's the way you find contacts. It's the way you find invoices, properties, contracts, everything. So yeah, yeah we need to figure that out. Exactly. Exactly. Cause that's also some work too. Like we have to make sure that it's integrated into the design and there's just right. a little bit of synchronizing we have to do with the designer and stuff if, if that's what we're doing. So, so yeah, that's happening at two thirty, And then meanwhile, I'm just working on the view version, which is still not done. I mean, uh, there's still quite a bit of work to do with that thing. I, really? I, there's no getting around it. It's like, uh, like the query builder part is like, that's what I'm hoping to have essentially working today. So like you, you know, actually just right now, the way I have it is you could program a query. Like you could just like de- declaratively create your queries, which is the flexibility of the, the view version is that you, like could, you like, could write it. You could write it yourself in code instead of like driving it dynamically from the back end. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, so now what I'm doing is now I've got to take the config that's generated by the server mm-hmm. and then use that to dynamically generate the, the queries, but also uh, allowing the, uh, the, the building option, right? So like push, like adding a condition, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, so I just have to do that. That's close. I'll probably be, I'll have something today that looks like that. And then, and then what we have to do, I think there's two big chunks of work left. It'll be, I need to implement all the rest of the clauses. So, and what's all the different about the rest of them versus the ones you've already done? Well, it's mainly the, okay. So the way I've divided it up is that I've got, so we've got the clauses and they're, all they do is they update the blueprint. Like as you select like equals does not equal that updates the blueprint to say mm-hmm. equals does not equal. But then the value that you choose mm. the, that type that like say it's a number. Well then that's a number input. Say right. that's text it's text input. Say that's between that's two inputs. Date. Those are just the yeah. simple ones you got date pickers. You got uh, like the option pickers, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I have, those are just called inputs. So I have components that are separate for each of them and they can be reused across different clauses. Okay. Um, but okay. I, mean, I still need to do it. And then also because the way I've designed it so that we'll have all these default clauses, I just have to do the actual work of like typing in the clause names and like, like it's, it's really simple. It's usually like a couple lines. Like, cause I, right. Cause I've designed it so that other people can build their own clauses. So I'm just using that feature to like build my own clause, but I still have to actually do that right okay so we've got just to make sure everyone has the words right the conditions and conditions are age name location right yep yep then the clauses are equals does not equal between before after and then we're calling the third thing the inputs which is the user input where you say you know it's between let's say 10 and 20 10 and 20 would be the inputs And so what you're doing now is mapping all the clauses to the input. Yeah. So like a numeric clause, there's a base numeric clause, which renders a numeric input. Yes. Okay. Right. And then every different type of numeric clause, like equals, doesn't equal, et cetera. They, They all render the base numeric clause, which renders this numeric input. 
with just the only difference being the ID, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then the behavior is all the same. So, and then I give it a name, like the name of the clause will be does not equal, and that you can actually import from text clauses mm. and use wherever you want. Right. Uh, everything a is so flexible. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you can, you can, you, you can use it wherever. So, so yeah, I mean, that part's the, the manual, like just typey type thing is not going to take me too long. I do like, I do want to spend some time on the inputs. Like we'll have tailwind. So we're trying to use tailwind UI. I still have to, by the way, I still need to email them to make sure we're good to go and license for that. Um, but like, so Tailwind UI, they don't give you right now JavaScript stuff to work with. So like the selector dropdown thing that I did for our conditions, I'd implement all the JavaScript for that. Right. And those are, that's not totally trivial. Um, no. There's quite a bit to that. So I had to do that. And that's why I'm like, I really want to get these other inputs because if we're going to do a date picker. Yeah. What do you think like, for dates? <sighs> do it yourself or pull in pick a day or something? I'm probably going to, I want to ideally pull in a, a library I, you know what's weird about that is i don't know how that works with distribution like if i can pull it in as a dependency and then does everybody else have to yarn install it or i don't know if it's part of my build then that's what i'll have to figure that out but I, ideally i just pull in a dependency because i don't want to reinvent that component right. that would be a, a disaster and i think we've talked about i think we've talked about like okay so if you pull in pick a day for example style it up, do whatever. I think we also talked about the back end being able to send information to the front end to use a different view component. Right. right. So if we pull in pick a day, we're not binding everyone forever to pick a day. We are giving them a default date implementation that relies on pick a day. And if they want to use their own, all they have to do is send a single component name down and we'll use that one instead of ours. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I feel, I don't feel, I don't feel bad about pulling in, you know, whatever the most popular one is. Right. So we do that. Then as far as that, what you just said goes like, there's a kind of thing I need to figure out to like allow people to override and put in like whatever clause component they want mm -hmm. from the server. Some, challenges with that like namespacing of components and right, mm -hmm. registering components and things like that i've been through a couple of variations of that <laughs> and what, I, what i've ended up with is just namespacing everything and everything's in the kind of like global namespace um i i've kind of gotten where like like so okay so you're going to load a clause um drop down mm -hmm. right so i import so by the way, the dropdown comes with uh, the clause selector, and then there's clause options, which render a clause. The clause that the, like that pattern is like so you can build whatever kind of selector you want. I reused it on the condition selector, for example. Uh, so you load all these clause options. So as the clause selector is loading the clause options, if I get that like bit of config that says here's all the clauses that I want you to load mm -hmm. for this um, condition, then it goes through and um, only renders those clause options. But I have to register the components so that way Vue knows, like when I'm saying red, render this component, it can go find it. And so I'm doing that in the clause selector, and I'm right, importing them from... Yeah, 
it's hard because like I'm I have to imp- in the clause selector I'm importing clause options and then registering them as viable components. Like you can render these components in the template, mm-hmm. you know, using mm-hmm. like the components thing, and then v4 going through mm-hmm. the config. Config has a component name, and then I'm saying yeah, render this clause option, render this clause okay, option. Why are you option. why are you registering anything? At, at runtime or at I guess I don't know what you would call that selecting time because I would assume you would register every component with view up front so you'd have like Hammerstone date picker or HS date picker or something like that right. everything up front and then if somebody sends a component name from the back end they're responsible to have registered with that registered that with view already am i missing something no well no like you're not so like that assumes that everything is registered globally and if we register everything globally we have to really heavily namespace things and you end up like in the name of the component (laughs) so you end up with these very long weird component names oh i see you're like text does not equal option Text is not between options. You know, it's like, and then, and there's tons of them versus, you know, if I just drop it into the um, clause selector and I'm only importing um, mm-hmm. the clause options directly into there and registering them only on the clause selector itself, then I've not polluted the entire namespace with all these options. I don't know. It may end up being, I just have to do that because it's easier, but that's the, the thing I'm like, how am I going to do this if I'm going to let people like override their components? Maybe they register them globally. So I think they have to register them globally. globally, And then we'll just, and they have to um, be a different name or something than any of our custom ones or something. Yeah. Cause all the, all that we can do is, so if I'm a backend developer and I want to use Numbro JS or whatever, I want to use some other component that I've built, all I can pass down from the back end is the name of my view component. Yeah. So it would be like, you know, filter number input or something like that. And then it's up to view to find that, which means it has to be registered globally. So I think, I think we can safely say any custom component that the developer wants to use has to be global because yeah. it's all driven from the back end, And the only thing you can pass down is a string. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's the way to go. So we'll have to try that out. But that's the that's the other like big portion of work that I think we need to do, which is finally to integrate our stuff. So once yeah. I get I agree. Um once I get the builder thing done, then I need to do the rest of the input. So that's gonna require from you I'm gonna need you to like generate me the clause config stuff. Okay, so you know uh, the universe of clauses is. That's right. Okay. And that's gonna be a static file which is included in our repo. Cause I generate clauses from that. Like I generate all the renderless clauses from that. Okay. Uh, and then that way, anytime you change or add stuff, I just update that file. And then automatically we have all those renderless clauses. And then it's just up to me to build the tailwind pieces. Oh, so you're saying that. you do code generation based off of that. Correct. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so you have, you have some re- script that runs against a list of clauses and stuff that builds out importable view components. Yeah, it does it dynamically. Huh. Like it's that rules. 
Yeah, the renderless components are all generated from that config, which I just copy-pasted from that sample data you gave me a long time ago. Huh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but it's just for the clauses. And I, I kind of was thinking um, one thing, another thing we might want to do is add to our config and so like when the server passes down here's all the conditions mm-hmm. build the query builder with this conditions should also be able to include a component as well i think i think so and i think we did i think we did talk about that and i think i've built some of that already we've got it for clauses just not for the i mean i know we've talked about it for clauses for sure but not for conditions yeah so i think that would be the case when like if somebody wanted to use for example like a color picker or something like that they could say for for the condition uh hair color use my custom use my custom condition view component is that what you're talking about mm-hmm. um no what i'm talking about is like so right now a condition is nothing it doesn't really do anything there's the comp- all it does is render a clause selector, Correct. like the Tailwind version, right? Yeah. So all it does is render. What if someone wants to do something different? Instead of having a clause selector, they just want to render a one color clause picker. or a color picker. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think that uh, is I think that is what we're talking about. So like, our, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's exactly. go with the hair color example. So if somebody were to select, you know, they're looking at a box that says age, name, hair color, and they click hair color out of like out of the box ours would then show like is equal to or is not equal to what we want to provide them is the ability to select you know between seven different avatars of people with different hair colors mm-hmm. and that would be their custom view component that they would have to pass down from the back end is that right yeah i think that yeah, so the way it would be broken up would be if they, like what they could do um uh they could do that via a clause component. So they could say is one of or whatever, right? Like that's the clause. Mm-hmm. So because we have like the choice type of clause. Mm-hmm. So like hair color is one of and then the is one of clause is a custom component that they created which then renders the face picker Got it. with like the, the hairstyle. Mm-hmm. So they could do it that way. Um but then that requires like uh, they would have to if you rendered a condition the way it's set up now, mm-hmm. then it's gonna render a clause picker. Right. So <laughs> so like you could create a custom condition now programmatically the way I have it set up. Mm-hmm. And have it just render the condition. Anytime you render this condition type, it just renders the picker. There's no clause selector. There's only one clause. It's always it's just baked in, hard coded, right. one clause done. But then if you want to specify in our builder that if you choose that condition, it's going to render this picker faces only with no drop down before it, right? Yeah, I'd, there would be like exactly there would be like a way of we we don't have a way to specify that this condition renders this. Got it. This so we thing. need to. I think what we're saying is we need to pass down every condition needs to optionally um, needs to support a component 
So if a, yeah, but if we, a condition we has do, its own component, then you on the view right. side have to use that. Yes. And there has to be some so sort of contract that like when you click on this face, it's going to emit, you know, the correct input back so that you can put it into, you can put it into your array to send back to the server, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, that all, that's all done. That would work. It's just I need, there needs to be like a specified component. And also we don't need that for the first version. And I don't think I'll even plan on putting it in. But I like, I think that's, we'll, we'll probably end up doing that. I don't know, we'll see. Maybe even for this client, we'll end up needing something like that. Yeah, I think probably so. Because that, I mean, I, I think most of those problems could be solved by custom components on clauses, but some of them, some of them, they're going to want to say, no, we don't need this intermediate dropdown totally. that you can't, like there's only one option in this intermediate dropdown. So let's just remove it. And we'll be yeah, like, well, exactly. technically you can't. And they'll be like, I, I don't care. Remove it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, so as far as code goes, that's what I've got left. I really hope I'll be wrapping up here shortly. Do you have MLK Day off? I don't know. That'd be yeah. awesome. That'd be good to find out. But I mean, I have a kid and he has MLK Day off. So do I have MLK Day off? Mm-hmm. No. That's open question. <laughs> True. um yeah all right so technically like in terms of work that we have to be done that's pretty much all on my plate the then there's like the um businessy stuff so we got a whole bunch of work in itself (laughs) yeah yeah so i got a bank account um through mercury it's still I believe at this point it said three to five business days um, that it was pending. It's, it was pretty cool. Um, Let me just check to see if it's still pending. It's pretty cool because it's built for online. Like it's basically built for people like us. So we just had to submit um, social security, answer a bunch of questions, pictures of our driver's license and then they're going to open it. Um, so it says it's still pending application is under review. Um, and with that account comes debit cards. So we'll be able to like plug those into all the services. We could get a credit card. Um, but that may be difficult since we're in different States at this point, but we'll see. And then I got our, I got our domain set up with email. So you have, Sean at Hammerstone HQ. And I think oh, it's, I think I sent you the password. Uh, I put it in Basecamp. Okay. All right, so you've got that. Of course, Basecamp gave me no notifications. Of course. Yes. I have that turned off or something. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was, th- what was the thing? There was something that we needed to sign up for. Transistor. Yeah. Transistor. That's right. Do you want me to do that? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that, and then um, we can upload last week's and this week's. Yeah. And then what else? Oh, yeah, probably we need we need something to do invoices and to track time. Mm. I love I like Freckle. 
I've never used I've never used any of them. So there's no go. No go. I have I have an account with them. I wonder if I could even we could just use that. But then he'd be getting invoices from planning for aliens, so we can't do that. So Yeah, true. Um uh, I have a lifetime account to push silver, which is a um it's a basic invoicing thing. Okay, just just do that. Yeah, if I can change who it comes from so it's not from bits and things, then I'll, we can just use that. It's very, very simple. That's all we really need. Yeah. We're going to have to send some invoices. Also, figure out how to get paid. <laughs> yeah. Checking mail right now is not ideal. No, it's not. I wonder if they'll do credit card. Because if so, we can just open a Stripe account and I'll scan through what he's doing with them. Yeah, I'd dump it. I, I bet they do ACH or something. Which we could since we have the bank account, so that's good. that's good. And then we'll have to figure out how to pay Colleen. So Yeah. We're like a real we're like a real business now. We gotta figure out how to be a real business. Oh man. I wanna how could how are we gonna do that? I've always just written checks or PayPal and then I'm just, this is going to be a much larger amount. And then also she's probably not going to want checks, which I can't blame her. We can probably ACH from Mercury, right? I have no idea. Never done it. All right. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Pete would know. Pete would know. Pete knows everything. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can figure that out. So I'll open transistor. I'll figure out how we're going to, get paid and pay um we need to work we need to do a half-assed landing page at some point yeah i'm completely trashed like my time is well okay so i've had the the stuff that i'm working on for you my day job i'm sorry for hammerstone and then my day job yeah you don't work for me Or do I? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, and then also, I've been dealing with my tenant who decided to walk out on his lease in the middle of winter in Chicago yeah. and stop paying me. And then I had to get a lawsuit together for that. And then he found someone to rent who I am going to meet this afternoon. And hopefully, they understand that at the end of this lease, I'm not going to renew it that that so how I'm going to be renovating my house four and a half months. No way. They're going to, they're not going to take that, but they signed it already. Okay. Cause he sublet it. He sublet it. I mean, and I'm just going to tell them, I don't know what they can do though. Cause they already signed it. We put up signs all over our house saying, Hey, we're not going to be able to renew this lease at the end of, you know, in June or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna have to move out <laughs> because he he was not telling people so we oh, put gosh. signs up and then he started doing virtual tours so he could just skip past the the signs um and then and then we were gonna sue him and then the uh he found this this tenant and i i had contacted my lawyer at that point saying lawyer deal with him i'm done talking with him because he was being crazy and then when he found the new tenant, my lawyer was asking him for, for their email and 
<laughs> and he was like, he immediately had his mom call my lawyer, his mom being a lawyer. So <laughs> I had to tell my lawyer not to contact their tenant because they were worried that he would scare them, scare them away. Oh my God. And I'm like, I bet it's because he didn't tell them about the stupid lease situation. And I'm, yep. I'm like dreading it. I'm going to find out at five or whatever. But because they're moving in, we had to do, I've spent every night this week working on finishing up the, uh, cleaning up the apartment, uh, and getting it ready for a new, a new tenant, which is annoying too. Cause I had to spend a couple, I just spent like, I don't know, probably 600 bucks on new, probably, probably more than 800 bucks on new, like a new counter that I had to replace. And then like a whole bunch of that you're about to rip out. Cause you're going to do a remodel, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So pissed. So annoyed. Oh, geez. Yeah. So that's why we don't have a half-assed landing page, huh? Yes. Yeah, I've had zero time. I've, I've still somehow gotten work done on this a little bit and kind of half-assed my day job and then uh, just doing that work upstairs. Yeah, so I don't know. Okay. I was, I was like, I'm not sleeping that well this week. What is going on? And then I sort of like did a little inventory of everything that is going on at the moment. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Under an immense amount of stress. That's what's going on much shit happening right now (laughs) i feel that and then i mean we talked about that taking on this client we were like dude each of us to the other was like dude this is gonna suck right we were both like yeah this is gonna suck (laughs) and it turns out it sucks (laughs) (laughs) we haven't even gotten started yet maybe we should just apply for tiny seed right now so we can quit our jobs well, they don't give you enough money. I know. It's not even close. I know. What do they give you? What was it? 150? I think. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm saying that number. That's what it's sticking into my head right now. Yeah, that ain't going to do it. <laughs> no, no, because, you know, okay. Well, at least Beth has a job at the moment, so I could get health insurance there. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Jennifer doesn't have a job. We'd, we'd be hosed. I've got... No, because you'd be paying Kids like on the way and type one diabetes. You'd be like two grand a month no in health insurance. I'm not kidding. Like I'm, well, I don't know what it's like in Texas. Each market's a little different, but that could easily be the case. It's bad. Yeah. So no, that's not really an option. Okay. Yet. What I actually just tweeted about this this morning. I was complaining I saw about that. this very problem. I saw that. It's like my main. Oh, it's such the, it's the, it's so frustrating and so obvious how helpful it would be to not have insurance tied to jobs for entrepreneurs. I know. Like, I'm not like, uh, yeah, uh, it's not even at this point political to me. It's just so obvious. Wow. <laughs> it is. Everything's political and that makes you a socialist, obviously. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it's, it wasn't tied. If it wasn't tied like, to yeah. I can't start a business until I've reached a certain point where I can afford to buy crappy insurance yep. on the market, which I still think like ACA is better because at least we now have some guarantees about coverage, yep. but like, it's still terrible. And, <laughs> you know, like, but the problem, I feel like the problem's not political. The problem is the problem. And then the solution can be whatever. I don't care, but it has to be fixed like if, if you want anybody to be able to 
do this. It's so hard. It'd be so much easier. Yep. Uh, and then I think I threw in like UBI in there. I, you I, did throw I'd UBI like, in there, which you were just you were just going all out at that point. It up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but though, if you imagine though, imagine if you know we were getting a thousand bucks a month or whatever, like if it's the Andrew Yang idea or a little bit less or something like that, you're getting like a little bit of income so that you, you're not like completely stressed about paying your bills. Young people would be golden. You know, you don't have to worry about your healthcare and you've got, you know, just like enough to kind of pay some rent, at some crappy place or something. Get some time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you could, UBI you could is out there, it. man. I'm I'm yeah. fully with you on health health insurance. I mean, at some point, I think UBI is going to have to happen because computers are going to be doing everything. And then, but well, I was going to say again, that's that's not political. The problem is not political. The problem is the problem. Like jobs are going away as we literally are automating them away. Seriously, ourselves. yeah. I have in my career automated away thousands of jobs. Yep. So it's like as a software developer, it's pretty obvious. Like, yeah. We're we're able to run we're able to run our our property tax company with way fewer people than anyone else is because I've built software that does all the crappy stuff. And like we didn't put anybody out of a job, we just don't have to hire. Exactly. Exactly. And and if you you'd been an existing company and you're updating your software, like which is what I did for like an industrial supply company mm-hmm. for years. I mean, it was like they had these people that would go through and read uh, invoices sent from customers. And then I worked on a project where we did like a little bit of machine learning, like rudimentary. This was 10 plus years ago and, uh, got rid of half the jobs. Oof. Like, cause they didn't, cause most of the invoices were easy, easy to like yeah. identify and, and read. And, and it didn't like replace everybody. It just made it so that the, their job was smaller. Mm-hmm. Cause all they had to do was like, look at what the, the machine learning thing would be like, yep. here's the amount. And they just look at it real quick and be like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Instead of having to like find it, you know? So yeah, I don't know. That's that part. That's obvious. Like that's obviously going to be a problem. And I don't really actually care what the solution is like UBI is that's a great, that sounds like an, an idea. Let's try that. Like, I don't know, come up something. Yeah. Gonna need something. But then the benefit of like a UBI for an entrepreneur seems real obvious to me. Like it just would free up, so many people to be able to do their own thing, you know, as like a side, almost like a side benefit of that. Right. Of something that's probably going to be something like that's probably going to be necessary. Yeah. Give me healthcare first. That's all I, that's all I need right now. I agree. That would be the number one thing for entrepreneurs. I do feel like as an entrepreneur, that gives me this like perspective to talk about that with, you know, my relatives who are, like ah, Obamacare, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and then I can just explain like, well, <laughs> first of all, I agree with them that it sucks, like because it's freaking expensive. It is very, but expensive. it's better because at least you know what I had to do before was buy uh, private insurance, and then that's like this, that's hairy, man. Like when you're when you're buying it that way, because there's all these hidden things that they can, that they can sneak past you hmm. where you're basically not getting the coverage you think you're getting. And now, now if you buy in the market, you don't have to worry about that. And then there's pre-existing conditions and all of these things, which 
as an entrepreneur, most of them just have jobs and would never consider starting their own company. So they would never think about it. So I can explain like, this is a big hindrance for me because they, you know, they like me. They're like, Sean, wow, you're the cool entrepreneur guy. <laughs> Like, well, it's a hindrance for me to not have yep. <laughs> like, like when I was, you know, full time entrepreneur and, and Beth didn't have a job, I was paying for ACA and it was still, it was cheaper than actually, cause it's gotten more expensive, I think. Um, but I had like the $10,000 deductible plan, uh, you know, for the two of us, we were paying $1,200 a month and that was my biggest dude. bill. Like, <laughs> yeah. And as a, as a type one diabetic, we couldn't, we just, we couldn't afford that. No, no way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so keep our I, jobs. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what this thing's got to like, we, we take this client and it's crazy for a little bit, but then this thing to me, at least it's got to be something that can be like a grind in spare time. It can't be because there's not going to be like this big push that we can do to get us to the point where we could both quit our jobs. Like no. this is not, it's got to be the pace has got to slow down a little bit. So, so we got to be able to get to the point where we can be patient and just kind of work on it. Um, like a little bit like Buckby style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the worst part. I hope Yeah, this is the worst part trying to get, trying to get it over the starting line, (laughs) not even the finish line. I agree. Yeah. So it'll get, it'll exist. We can sell it. We finish up this client project and have, you know, a rails version too. And then it's just like kind of maintenance stuff, a little bit of features here and there, but mostly we're just figuring out how to sell it. That's, I want to get there so bad. I know that sounds more fun to me than just, I'm just right now programming 12 hours a day. So yeah. Programming on something that no one else is using and has no like real world impact yet. Yep. Totally feel that. <laughs> so hope everyone is encouraged. <laughs> Everybody stops listening after the technical conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when you lost me, you lost everyone else. <laughs> All right. Let's, I'll, I'll wrap up the, uh, the recording right there.